Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your perfectly proud porcupine. What's going on, love? Nothing. I am here with you. So I am good. How about you? I'm cooling. Um, well. Glad but, to be back recording. Yes. Took a little break. Yes. And it was needed. And it is our hopes and goals and dreams and aspirations to make sure that we're giving you quality and consistent content um, from here on out. And I just want to say, or we just want to say, I'm sure I'm I'm speaking for both of us when I say that, um, thank you for just bearing with us because, you know, life is still happening and work is still happening. And we, you know, really wanted to do a good job. We never want to just put anything out there that's just there to fill a void. We'd rather it be good than it just be there. And, um, you know, TJ and I had to sit down and kind of be honest with ourselves about how much time we could commit to doing things. And when we really came to that realization, we that's why we put out what we did. But it's our hope that now we're taking some time off. We've been able to kind of like regroup and be back. Agreed. Thank you. Very well summed up. Um, so if this is your first time listening. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> if it's your second uh, second time listening, I thought I messed that up. So it's mm-hmm. been a while. Second time listening, welcome back. If it's your third or more time, your family, your your lover, and as I would say, Danny will call you. Family. I say family. Anyway. But anyway. But welcome to another episode of Lovers Quarrel. Yes. With yes. Danny and TJ. And TJ and Danny. Sounds better that way. Um, that's not what our logo I says. I know, but I just wanted to remix it. Why not be difficult? I mean, you do difficult better than anybody I know. <sighs> you do shady better than anyone I know, so. Mm, except for you. Uh, I learned from the best. Anyway. So, clearly y'all seen we haven't missed a beat when it comes to fussing with each other. Um, but let's go ahead and just, I guess, you ready to jump right in? I'm ready to jump right in. So, we have our elevator talk. And would you like to go or would you like me to go? What is yours? Are I'm you up, up or down? Up. All right. So I'm I'm on it too, but I'm doing up and down. So let me start on the bottom and then we can go. Okay. So let <clears> me <throat> go down real quick. Going down. So my down is the negativity that LeBron James receives. Who was trying to talk shit about my best friend? Everyone talks shit about LeBron. Like it, the comparisons is always like, He's not a goat because he lost too many times, or he's not a goat because of this or that. And it's just like, you know, I'm at a point where it's just like, this man's literally done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And for people to try to find a way to bring him down or find uh, inconsistencies or find uh, negatives in, in him to me speaks to the volume of how great he, he is, right? Oh, yeah. Because you only do that for, for like, you, you... I've always been told, like, when people are hating on you or, or people get a lot of hate, a lot of times that's because, like, you're doing something right. Yeah, it's like misdirected love. But it's just like everybody. Like, right now, we're in, it, we're in, the, we're in the finals. I told y'all that my Lakers is going to get a chip. We're going to get this chip. For Kobe. And, and, and people are like, you know, they didn't play anybody or they, you know, Miami has injuries and it's just like, but that's always something happening. Something can always happen. Yeah. But if that's the case, do we say the same thing about Golden State Championships? Like, because mm-hmm. Kyrie was injured. Mm-hmm. One of them. What's the name? Kevin Love was injured. Mm-hmm. So does that not count? Like, 
if every time like yeah but ultimately i'm i I just think that lebron james is just a great human being on and off the court Mm -hmm. and he's one of our uh treasures i would say i agree so why even bring negativity if you don't have to like people are miserable a lot of them and you know and you know what i'm sorry go ahead Mm -hmm. people are miserable and and oftentimes and don't know how to sometimes we as a culture it's really difficult for us to appropriately celebrate others when there's nothing wrong when there's seemingly nothing wrong with them and we're not saying that he's this flawless individual but at least as far as his public facing persona he doesn't give much for people to you know work with as far as tearing people down he does it he he a does his job extremely well and has done so for 17 seasons b he appears by all accounts to be a loving husband and father C, he's an advocate for the social justices of the day and of the era, and he speaks out and, and uses his platform for it, and he puts the work in. He doesn't just talk about it. He is about it. So when you have those types of things going on, you have people who you know are constantly looking for the, the chink in the armor, You know that's when you end up with people trying to criticize his... his um, athleticism or not his athleticism or his his winnings or his 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 record or anything like that because niggas is gonna hate real talk like and ultimately like i'm not even the most avid basketball player basketball player basketball fan but i know every year when without a doubt the finals comes around and sometimes injuries plague one team more than another and it's par for the course it's part of the process and it's just like it's unfortunate because the best case scenario is that all of the players who play are in the best shape of their lives and are able to play so that way it's not a deterrent but at the same time when you play a physical sport for a living as a professional injuries happen and it doesn't take away from the wins of the other team it just is part of the story yeah and the way i feel about it is i, I i'm okay with people having debates right of course because it's cool but if it's, it's once it becomes more than and, and and you're trying to tear down people tape that it becomes a problem for me like at the end of the day i think kobe Bryant is the greatest basketball player to mm-hmm. ever do it that's my personal opinion and yep. we can have a debate we could talk about it but that's my personal opinion i'm not saying that that's law yeah. and i think that's the difference like when people are doing these arguments about who's the best and you got to remember that this is based off of your personal opinion and as long as you could back it up back it up but it shouldn't go further than that it shouldn't become a fight we shouldn't become enemies i shouldn't be just hating just to hate you know what i mean like well he didn't score this many points in the fourth quarter or you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm I'm just tired of of the hate and and you know LeBron is like he's one of our treasures. Mm-hmm. I can say that at, at least from my point of view, right? I don't I, think that I've I don't think we've had or, or or I don't remember growing up seeing someone do the things that LeBron is doing on and off the court to be like he's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he he he's a he's a statistic. Because he grew up single mother, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then he, like, it's a phenomenal basketball player, but then he gave back and then he put his friends on and his friends got businesses. And, you know, he was able to empower Rich Paul to become one of the best agents, which they hate because he's not a part of the good boys club. But, mm-hmm. like, LeBron put on for people. He, he's, he's done so much. So it's just like, when you want to tear somebody down who does so much, it's just like, Why? 
Because it's easier to hate so, than it is to love or celebrate. It's just, to me, it's just frustrating. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's just like, we can all have our opinions, but ain't none of us going to be able to beat LeBron James one-on-one anyway. We probably wouldn't be able to play on the same court as him. So, like, I could, the hoop dream's he, over. He's my best friend in my mind. Anyway, I'm, I'm just saying being realistic. On I know. It, but um, enough of the negative. Let's, let's go up. Going up. Um, this past weekend, one of my best friends got married. Shout out to Hector and Bianca, um, the Borgeses. Uh, and, you know, uh, it was a, an, uh, I don't want to phrase it. It was an amazing wedding to me. It um, was. And I, I appreciate being invited. Absolutely. Even though I was, I mean, I'm oh. TJ. I was going to be invited anyway. <laughs> but, oh you know, gosh. with Corona going on and everything, like, the fact that I, you know, me and Danny got an invite, and it's like, you know, we were a part. We made the cut is fire, um, and just be able to see, you know, share someone's love is is mm-hmm. fire, and you know, I appreciate the fact that they didn't allow Corona to stop what they had planned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've I've seen so many people. I've heard stories of people like switching their dates or you know keep on pushing it back because they want to have the wedding that they want but Hector and Bianca showed me that like showed me that when you want to get married and you're doing it because you want to get married mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. you'll get married yeah they it's were not about the show they were more concerned with the mar- being married and, and starting a marriage and a union than the exact wedding that they had planned originally yeah, planned because, for well a lot of people they, they, they want to get married for the wedding so they can look their best and, you know, have people talk about their weddings for years to come and, you know, whatever the case may be. But when you see people doing it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't hate on that. No, absolutely not. And I think that, you know, I am now I definitely agree that there are some people out there who want to get married simply who get married simply because they want to have a wedding, but that there's also people who want to get married because they want to be married to that person. And they also but in a part because of that, they want their wedding to be in the to meet the vision that they have for themselves because they're like, I'm only doing this once and I want it to be okay. So, I'm you know, I, and I don't and I didn't think that you were doing this, but just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with also, you know, pushing it back. But it was it was amazing to be to bear witness to two people who we both love join in and in, in union with each other and then like start their new life together or you know and they're they're really like they're they're open they're they're turning the pages into the next chapters of their lives and you know I'm excitedly you know um awaiting like these new chapters for them even though it's theirs because now they get to kind of like I, you know, I'm selfishly excited about these like deeper connections that we'll have with them with like marriage and children and things like that, because these are things that you and I have shared for a long time. And now our friends, our loved ones get to participate in that, those unions and those moments as well. And so I'm just really excited to just be a witness, to be in the 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 room where literally and, you know, figuratively of where these things happen, because they're both amazing people and, you know, we love them so much. So definitely. And that's And I'm not awesome. saying it to shame anybody. No, I, mean, I wasn't. Again, whatever, I wasn't whatever your relationship is, but it's, it's reassuring to see someone who, again, they were scheduled to get married and most people would have just said no, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking when we got married seven years ago, if something like this happened, my mindset then may have been like, all right, well, we got to push it. Mm-hmm. But my mindset now would have been like, no, 
All right, well, listen, me and you can go get married, mm-hmm. do something small, and then we can do it big later. But mm-hmm. so that's my thing. That's like the fact that they were able to kind of make that decision as far as like, to me, to me, their wedding, I mean, their marriage is, is going to be strong because they're doing it based off of this is what they want, not based off of. I want to be able to have this big day. So. Yeah, absolutely. And they both, they looked, he looked handsome. She looked gorgeous. I mean, it was a really um, beautiful thing to bear witness to. And honestly, you know, it was one of my favorite um, weddings that I've ever attended because I think, I think really to, is because you, because you kind of put all the pomp and circumstance to the side, like even though it was, a you know, a beautiful um, venue and there were, you know, but it was, you know, obviously really small numbers and there were, um, you know, we were still dressed up and things like that, but it was just like, it was intimate and it was personal. And again, we said it last night. Yes. When, yeah, last night, and we'll say it again on here. It's just like, it was very touching and heartfelt and it's not lost on either of us that we made the cut or like we were invited to share in this moment because you know there were a hell of a lot more people that they could have invited but we we were able to to do that so um so yeah i just i'm really really grateful for that opportunity so even though this was your elevator i am co-signing on that part it's cool be great all right so i'm gonna keep the party going yeah all right so i'm gonna continue to go up and um kind of in the same spirit like one of my parts of my life was like our friends got married this weekend so that was just you know i'm feeling very loving about love and so that's amazing um but there were a couple of things too that i just kind of like since we've it's been some time since we last put out an episode that just kind of rattling around in my brain that i feel positive about um one being tatum doing virtual pre-k which is a uh, an interesting as hell thing to watch um or to participate in um, and just grateful to my mother and my mother-in-law because they've been helping with supporting her so that way TJ and I can work while she's doing these this 90 or so minutes of uh, synchronous uh, pre-K in the morning on Zoom. And, you know, it's while it can never replace in-person instruction, I'm just really grateful that she's got an opportunity to have some interaction with peers her age, that she's still getting some type of formal education, that, you know, besides the things that we're working with her on, and that she's, you know, we we're kind of hitting some type of stride with our routine. So it's the small wins with that one. Um, another thing that was just on there since, you know, there was the weekend, the, the wedding weekend, and we don't really have many events that we get to dress up for, I was... Um, pretty pumped to be uh to get dressed up and feel pretty and i felt like i looked pretty last night and decent. you are such a fucking hater and you talk about see what happens when people do he's being a lebron hater on me like that but anyway i digress um so you did you looked stunning i was being facetious i'm I, joking but. i i know and you looked very handsome and i'm not being facetious i looked average you looked really great i know but Oh my God, I can't stand you. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, um, and I dyed my hair. I had a little, I had a little color to it. So, anyone who knows me knows that my favorite color is like green, teal, whatever. And I got bored, and I went to the hairdresser, and they added a little bit of green in my hair, and it's just enough. But I'm really in love with it, and I've been getting really good reviews, so I'm pretty pressed. Um, and the last thing is, um, 
I am pretty obsessed and really a big fan of the show Lovecraft Country. So if anyone watches the show, we can talk about it more in depth. The next episode, episode eight drops tonight and I watch it like in real time. I get really excited for it. I'm very sad that it's going to end after the next. It's only this is the third to last episode. So, yeah. There's 10 I, episodes? Yeah. Okay. Sir. I'm just asking. Stay over there. My fault. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a great show and it's black and it's weird and it's science fiction and it's good and it's just got all these things going on and I'm, I'm like confused and excited and concerned and worried and invested all at the same time and it's great and I love it and so it made me ha- and it makes me happy because it's like all my favorite like genres kind of rolled into one and with that I close the elevator doors How, okay. how's that that works for me all right well with that said we are going to jump right into our relationship tip of the week um would you like me to go first or would you like to go first um, I can go. All right, go ahead. So, mine is going to be read the room. Mm. And this is based off of yesterday when we were driving to D.C. for the wedding. Danny was driving, so I can work. Mm-hmm. I was playing the music and she made a comment. So I was like, all right, I'm going to let her play the music. But I thought we were just like vibing. And then I... Uh, turned a song off. She was flustered by it. And then I was like, you know what? All right. You got it. But the music that Danny was playing, this is why I say you got to read the room. Even though she's a driver, I get that. I know when I drive, I try to make sure that I sprinkle in some of her music in there. And Danny didn't do that. So you try, you try to sprinkle music I like? Sometimes, yeah. A lot of times, but you like my music, so. Well, I think that that's, there's a difference between you making a concerted effort, which maybe you do, but I think there's a difference between making a concerted effort to put, to to add music in that I like versus I am more open to or inclined to enjoy the music that you like versus the music I like. Like, I like a lot of, so like I enjoy different genres of music. You very, you're more like hip hop, R&B, and I and so I listen so sometimes see in TJ's I feel like not giving all the full context too because over the course of our relationships go ahead over the course of our, our all of our years together sometimes TJ even if he's just you know he's calling it like I'm asking questions or I'm just inquiring he passes a little bit more judgment on the mus- my musical stylings and taste than I do on his which is why oftentimes like I would say dare I say maybe like 95% of the time if I am driving, I still let him DJ because I don't want to be pressed or questioned or judged for my choices in music because I listen from to everything from Chris Brown to Queen to Beyonce to like whoever. So it's um you know to some random pop song or whatever. And TJ's a little bit more like when he doesn't like a song, it's a little bit more like what what is this? And so what had happened was is that when I was driving, I did make the point this time. I'm like, well, I'm, if I'm driving, I'm, I'm do, you know, you have to work, then I should be able to listen to the music I want to listen to. Plus, like you're working, right? So it's really could be my show more than than even normal. So then I'm listening. We're listening to the songs, and 
at no point, like I was just playing my playlist and a song comes on by LMA and TJ doesn't like ask or anything like that. He literally just skips the song. I did. So I looked at him like, what? Because I thought and that, more, and I thought we were, I thought that the way that we were vibing, it was okay. But, but as I said, you got to read, you got to read the room and that goes both ways. Yeah. Because, and then the, the problem was that, Let me involve you, that. you amend, evolve, amend your statement. No, I don't want to amend it. I, I want to evolve it. I wanted to to grow. So originally I was saying read the room that I was towards you, but So you're amending your statement. Why can't it evolve? Your thinking has evolved, but your statement is amended. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when Pikachu turned to Raichu, did he evolve or did he be, or, or did he become amended? He evolved. So why can't my statement evolve? Because your statement is something that you're stringing together to say so like you're changing what you said point is is that but the other thing about it is that and even though tj won't readily acknowledge this is that anyone who also knows tj including if anyone's ever listened to our show more than three times if tj were to be driving and he's listening to his playlist and there is a song that come came on that i didn't like and i just skipped the song didn't inquire didn't say can we skip it i don't like this song nothing he would have looked at me like I had ten heads, and we know this to be a fact. And that's why I, I, I would. That's why I. Can we just say allegedly? Can, have I, and I, I never, speak, I've never done that. We can't speak in the future. Exactly. We can't speak of something that's never happened. Okay, so, so then allegedly. the next time we're somewhere, we're driving. As long as it's not one of my favorite songs, you got it. If I don't like it, then I'm gonna skip it because that's what you did. But that was one of your favorite songs. What is it? Why do we have to? Now we got to put parameters on it. It has you to be a favorite song. Because if it's your favorite song, it's different. But like I've been driving and I've been, you know, switching songs. And then it's a song that you want to hear. And and this is coming from somebody who's notorious. If I for, try to turn it, you're going to be in your feelings. So but you, I'll do, sit you, you do that I've, all the time. Back in the day, I have. I've definitely evolved you, you, so yes, much. That's but, an evolution. But that's my point. This is this is why people don't like to change because people don't acknowledge when they change. Yeah, I'm acknowledging that you've changed, but I'm also acknowledging that you were like years not, ago. You're not, but even in that moment, you were not necessarily subscribing to the same. Like, I know I would bet money that if it was the other way around, you would have been like, "What the hell are you doing? And why are you skipping my song? Like, don't touch, don't touch it. I'm driving. I'm the one that's allegedly." I, you can say allegedly, but I know what it is. Like you don't I know. know what it is. And we could take a poll. That's fine. A poll's not going to change anything because again, it's all alleged. You okay. know why? Because it never happens. So okay. Until so it does happen, next when time you do have a a a reference and say on this date you did this, then then you can say so, my track record shows what, that. So but what, what's going to happen? Ne- it's, it's never happened before, so you can't say that this is this is something that you know will happen. Okay. So when the when the time comes. I'll even record it you can tr- without you can, your knowledge. You can switch any song you want, as long as it's not one of my favorite songs. Well, how do I know if it's your you, favorite song? Because I told you what one of my favorite songs. Okay, so were. if it's not Monica, that one Monica song, if it's not uh, Why I Love You So Much, and if it's not um, whatever the other, what was the other song you were singing about? Today? Why I Love You So Much is the Monica song. But no, 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 there was one other song you were like, this might be one of my favorite songs too. You said you said it today. You don't wasn't paying attention. Well, what is it? I'm not telling you. You don't. remember. Do you even remember? I always remember. My then songs. what is it? I'm not saying. You don't remember. I do remember it. So say it. No, you should have been paying attention. I was paying attention. Obviously, you weren't paying attention. If this was a test, you would have failed. Oh my gosh! So then, what is the answer, teacher? Tell you. I don't think you remember. I definitely remember. Okay, so prove me wrong. No, I have enough. I don't have to prove you wrong. You're already wrong. The millions 
of people. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> so, so it's the Monica song or this second song that I can't remember that you probably can't either. Um, is th- those two songs aside, I can skip any song if I don't want to hear it. And you're driving. If, if that's if, yes, if you need to try to do it to prove a point, be great. I do. It's fine. I'll, I'm not too anyway, too proud to admit that. So yes, my relationship tip has been amended. Is read the room, and that goes for both parties. Like you know, think about your partner, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, if it's music being played. I mean, I mean, again, if you're having a party, you shouldn't be playing the music that only you want to hear. It should be like that's party foul number. 433 on the list of party fouls. You just made that up? I did. Why, why would it be 433 if there's... There's like... Because there's 432 other things that, that you like could do. Like, why, would, why wouldn't that be like top 10 or top 5? It doesn't mean that that's where it falls on the ranking. It just means that that's one of how many exist. That's all. Okay. You're just trying to pick apart what was just a passing joke. It's okay. Mm, I was just trying to understand a joke that wasn't funny. I would like to understand what your second favorite song is since you seem like not... If you remembered, then I wouldn't have to reteach you. If you remembered, you... I mean, you're a teacher. You should know this. What would you do if, if one of your students didn't... Wasn't paying attention? Wasn't paying attention to something that has to do with them. Yes. You, you were teaching. Mm-hmm. You told them something. And then they'd be like, well, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. What do you do? teacher well as a teacher i would well i was teaching you in that car you were teaching me okay i would remind them because oftentimes people need things to be reinforced in order Mm. for you to remember Mm. as a somebody who was an actual teacher he said oh i wasn't an actual teacher you got it i'm about to say so if your narrative, if you're going to go with that theory or that ex- that analogy, excuse me. I said like several songs. Come With Me by Sammy was one of them. Uh, the whole Mario album, if any of those songs come on, his first album. Okay, so but, it was the Sammy song. I, yes. I know it was. And then you said the second verse was your favorite verse. See, I was listening. Uh, debatable. But go ahead. My relationship tip. My relationship tip is to listen. My relationship tip is to... Um, oh, my relationship tip, excuse me, is to steal when you can, steal Steal. or fight for your peace, for your quiet, for your serenity, whenever and however you can. Now, that might sound a little like harsh, but sometimes, you know, when your peace or your places of quiet, your place of zen are being disturbed, whether or not because somebody's like physically in those spaces that you carve out for yourself or their people are invading your mindset or your frame of mind or, or anything like that sometimes you're gonna have to like like throw some proverbial bowls and like carve out that time for yourself and really like make sure that you are not missing out on those places of peace and quiet and serenity because as you know especially in the you know work from home life and really most people are very much like cooped up in the house to whatever degree if you're with a loved one if you're with your family as much as you love your partner as much as you love your family you still need these spaces and sometimes either unintentionally or unintentionally they bogart your time and energy and so that means sometimes you're gonna have to like put up a fight like you're going to have to like forcibly carve out time for yourself in order to give it to make sure that you are in a, in a place of peace um 
And when you do that, you need to focus on the things that you can control, you know, focus on your meditation, focus on self-care, focus on catching up on your favorite show, focus on whatever you can control on your emails or whatever. Do something that makes you happy. Um, because ultimately what will happen is that if you fight or you make sure that you're stealing that time for yourself because it's well-deserved and it's earned and you don't have to justify it to anyone else, when you do those things, you also are making your leaving space for yourself to be a better, more well-adjusted, happier person, which also then makes the people next in your life uh, the better for it because they're getting the best version of you. And that is my relationship tip of the that's week. That's a really good one, so. Thank you. I'll take that W. I didn't say that was a victory. Ding, 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 ding. I didn't say that was a victory at all. I mean... Based on your logic, if you give me a compliment on my tip, that means I won. So, using your words against you, I remember that shit. <laughs> Touche. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to go into TJ's, um, or no, I'm sorry, our Black History Facts, then TJ's Word of the Week. So, Black History Month Facts. You can go first, my good sir. So on October 10th. The uh, Black Panther Party was founded by Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. Dope. That's uh, October 10th, 1966. And I was in Oakland, California. And uh, they were an amazing group, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, they were the wrong hue. And that's why they were uh, looked at as uh, the enemies. Well, I mean, because they represented everything that they didn't want black people to be, which was smart. And protected and educated and just, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's literally self sufficient, self sufficient. Yeah. yeah, that's why. What's his face? Uh, was it J. Edgar Hoover? Had him not uh, listed as a, a, a terrorist organization, but the KKK still isn't. Yeah, well, because you know, racism. And, we'll and ta- Donald Trump is a part of KKK, but yeah, we'll talk more about that a little later in the episode about what's just catching up in the world today. But, uh, uh, yeah, real quick, I, I just want to say that mm-hmm. you know. Make sure that y'all look up the Black Panther Party and, and really see what they did and really, you know, familiar familiarize yourself. Um, and there's a new there's a movie coming out called Judas and the Messiah is about the Black Panthers. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be coming out. But, you know, I, I think it's just important that we understand, you know, our history and, and you know, how powerful we are and how that it's scary to those who aren't black um yeah so that's all i have (laughs) well thank you um my black history month fact or black history fact for this week's episode is um october 5th of i believe 1957 um bernie mac was born and so r.i.p to one of the goats of comedy Mr. Bernie Mac, because Lord knows his humor was always well received and welcomed. And he is, you know, a part of the fabric of some of our most favorite movies and television shows. And, you know, damn sure would love to hear his commentary on all the things that's transpired since he passed away, because I'm sure he'd have a great funny take on it. But yeah, so happy birthday to Bernard Jeffrey Bernie McCullough. Or Bernie Mac. And now, TJ is going to try and stump me. Apparently, he's been like stockpiling words. Um, you just making stuff up again? I thought you said you were stockpiling words. Um, it just sounds oh, like- no. you were, Maybe you were stockpiling black history facts. 
Either way, it's now time for TJ's word of the week. So he and I and you all can be a little bit wiser after I'm we listen to the show. I'm definitely going to need help pronouncing this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try it, though. <laughs> Anathema. Let's see. I may have pronounced it right. Hold on. Uh-oh. Anathema. Anathema. Nathema. 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 I guess that's how it's pronounced. Nathema. So Nathema, something or someone that that one vehemently dislikes. Rachel, uh, racial hatred was Nathema to her. (laughs) Nathema. Racial hatred was Nathema to her. Yeah. Hold on. Let me make sure. One more time. Oh my gosh. Nathema. 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 But you said anathema. It's going by how it's spelled. Oh my god. See, I'm a, I'll give you the first letter. It's an A. <laughs> well, I figured that much. Nathema. Okay. Uh I that this, this is actually a word I have not heard before. So Nathema. And you said the sense. Can you give me the something definition? That one, something that one absolutely and positively cannot stand is nathema. Garlic is nathema to vampires. Dittos for stakes in daylight. So so is kryptonite to Superman or a civil bullet to a werewolf. Nathema. A-N-A-T-H-E-M-A. You got it. Oh, shit. <laughs> if I didn't give you the A, would you have gotten it? Probably not. Okay. So I will be honest about that. So that means that the A is silent? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Let me see. Yeah. I would have not noticed that because if, if it was just called anathema and not anathema. anathema. That makes sense. Well. I still got the rest of it. No. Look, well, you're one of the smartest people I know. So. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's why That's why the, the goal is to try to stump you. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't work and. It's a fun little game, but you know, congratulations. Thank you, my good sir. Growth. I'm not going to be a hater. Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. Um, we're going to hear a message from our sponsor, Gain Sports Gear, and then we'll be back. Hey, friend. It's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to GainesSportsGear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. You might ask yourself, how can I embrace the process? You can do that by using our code LOVERS10 at Gaines, G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com, and using that code to be able to get 10% off your first order. And now, back to the episode. And we are back. And now we are going to, which I guess this would normally be our choral portion, um, and I figured, though, we could use this time to kind of play catch up with the things that are going on in the world because much has transpired in the uh, 
last uh, leg of the season of 2020. Well, we're now in the fourth quarter. We are. We're and now in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I did want to say congratulations to Reek. He made one year, the one-man bandstand. Yes, uh, the so, original black man. Yes, the original black man. So congrats to you, Reek. Uh, one year doing a podcast by yourself is amazing. Exactly. So, uh, that is no easy hat, feat. My hat goes off to him. It was International Podcast something recently. Day. Um, so Last shout out week. to all those podcasters out there as well. You know, um, shout out to everyone who's just doing it. You know, grinding here. Um, it's podcasting it. isn't easy. I mean, anything that you do isn't easy. So you know, every time that you're able to put out a new episode, or if you make music, or if you're a comedian, or like any time that you're doing stuff and you're able to continue it, my hat goes off to you. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I just want to say I I want to embrace everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Our show is not bigger than anybody, so mm-hmm. uh, we're not bigger than anybody. And I just want to make sure that I say that out loud. Like, we don't have to be in competition with each other. We don't have to only fuck with people who who we feel is going to benefit our show or, yeah, or, or elevate our, our status. More. Yeah, like you need to do it for the right reasons. And, and and I mean, again, if that's what your reasons are, that's your reason. But you know, uh, I'm gonna speak for myself. And Danny may share the same sentiments, but it may be different. But, you know, we do this as a way to talk shit with each other. We, we do it as a way to be able to have uh, what we're going through and, and, and get feedback from from our lovers and, you know, and, and open up our eyes on just the way that we view things or, or look at things. And, you know, really just being able to talk to, you know, different people with different lives, lives, different Life. Life. And, 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 you know, how their relationships and everything, you know, it, it's really learning for us. But we do this because it's it's something that we we love just to learn and, and get to know people and, and kind of have these hot topics. And, you know, it's, it's therapeutic for us, but it's also like it's like a date night for us. And mm-hmm. it's everything in one. But, you know, I'm in a new space, I feel, and I just feel like. It's so much negative going on in the world. So mm-hmm. something as something like a podcast or whatever craft it is, it shouldn't be more hate or more. You know what I mean? Like we should be able to work as a unit. We should be able to work as a team. It doesn't cost you nothing to support other podcasts. It like it, it just doesn't. So mm-hmm. you know, I think that as as people, we got to change how we do things and and why we do things. So really, like I said, shout out to Reek. Shout out to all the other podcasters out there. And you know, nothing but love for everyone. Absolutely. All right, now we can go into what's going on. So I had a thought while you were talking, and we can totally not do it, but I did. I think I wanted to talk about it because it was uh, a moment for me. Got you. And I think I wanted to take a moment and talk about triggers. Um, what way? The things that, whether or not sometimes we realize it, or maybe sometimes we have to be reminded of our own triggers, because I'm I'm actually thinking about to last weekend and my triggering moment that I was like very like annoyed and upset about um and then I was wondering if you felt like if I went into that and my own experience and moment did you have something that you wanted to talk to talk about as far as like something that triggers you like that when somebody tells you about yourself so mine is about my sensitivity oh so I wanted to ask you if you wanted to, if you, if I told my story, would you be able to 
also counter with your own experience about something that triggers you? I'll try. I don't, because my triggering isn't necessarily what people say because, and, and, and that might be the trigger. Honestly, like I've, I've built such a wall that people can say things, but it, I'm, I'm I'm so used to saying, you know, fuck what that, fuck what anyone thinks. You know what I mean? I'm worried. I'm worried about TJ, but mm-hmm. yeah, let's we can we can do it. Okay, so let me take you back. Yes. Um. So we, Sally. Sally. Sensitive Sally. Here we go. All right. Is so triggering? last weekend we were um, with family and we're having a conversation. The conversation was, I guess, you know. A week ago, the hot, biggest piece of conversation outside of the outside of politics was that Tory Lanez had dropped his um, LP or whatever, and which is fire, by the way. So the conversation was around, you know, why people, you know, supporting him, not supporting him, support of Megan Thee Stallion, not supporting him, and TJ and I have been on the show and we've had a very heated debates about that. So talking to family. Um, and I'm talking to TJ, I'm talking to my brother-in-law, and whom we did say we will also bring on the show um, to also f- have this conversation on wax. So we definitely need to put a pin and bring that back around too. So this will be like a pre a preview to that conversation. And basically, it was like a passionate debate, but the conversation was like you know around like again supporting Black women, believing Black women. And and not just and understanding that like we want to be more feel more as a collective want to be more supported and feel valued and um and believed and even when sometimes our if we are a victim in a situation if the the perpetrator against us is a black man it doesn't mean that like all black men are terrible all black men are are not protecting of black women but just like understanding that sometimes like there's certain people that you that are black men that if they're not doing right by black women, they have to get, they really don't need to be supported. And that's kind of the gist of the conversation that we were going back and forth about because I'm very much like in support of Megan Thee Stallion. I'm not, I did not stream Tory Lane's project. I don't plan to do so. I read the lyrics to be informed um, so I can make sure I'm making a, an informed opinion. But outside of that, I'm not supporting him. Um, so I run through all these facts, I run through all these opinions, all these thoughts, like literally bringing like data, statistics too, right? From some of the things I've seen. And toward the end of the conversation, the statement was made by my brother-in-law, like he was like, you know what? I made one passing comment about a, a meme or something like that that people were like, was going around mocking Megan Thee Stallion. And he was like, you, you're on social media too much. And TJ agreed. And then the conversation went around like, you know, my emotional investment in social media and how I'm, you know, too, I get too wrapped up into stuff and I, I, it, it, it makes me act different. And yeah, that I'm just, you know, I'm just too sensitive and I need to like cut back on my intake of social media. And that sent me like internally up a wall because I felt like, Everything that I had said up until a couple of reasons why it pissed me off, right? Everything I had said up until that point where I made a reference to something that I saw on social media were other pieces of information that I found on social media, but that were like corroborated with articles or statistics or links and things like that. And I felt like 
all that I was saying, even though I was saying it passionately, was kind of like stripped down to, um, was stripped down to like one kind of sweeping generalization about me. Oh, you feel this way, cutting like because you're just too emotionally invested, or you're too sensitive, or that's how I felt. I should say. Um, another reason why it like sent me up a wall is because also the things that we were talking about black women and their the disrespect of black women and the treatment that Megan Thee was getting and the way people are willing to just like support somebody who is and I will, I will say alleged but who is you know an alleged assaulter of a black woman is like it's just so easy to just like overlook that and even though she said what she said and, and everything else like that and I understand that there's like you know I don't know if it's easy to overlook it but what, the, yeah, but that's kind of how it kind of like how it translates sometimes. And then also the other thing is that I've spent, uh, you know, and the fact that the fact the simple fact that what was said got me upset made me upset because you know, and you can and if you listen, you know, if, if TJ chimes in on this part, like I was annoyed for the rest of the night. I was annoyed for my, like six days. I was annoyed for the, the whole next day, and. It felt like six days. Well, I was yeah, I wasn't my normal pleasant self, and I was really spending some of that time like I had to kind of withdraw because the thing about you know for me is when you know my, me being sensitive or me being emotional is something that has always been that was something when I was younger that was used as a, a thing to make fun of me about it was a thing to make to mock me about and you know I could I could only be one of two ways it was like I was I was either very emotionally invested and, and, and or emotional about something or sensitive about something I cared about something or I would like shut down and so I went into shutdown mode and I had to back away completely which then in turn of course makes me look like an asshole because like I don't really have I don't have shit to say to you when I feel that way I don't want to talk to you I don't want to be around you I don't want to I don't want to engage with you like I don't have anything to say because my words obviously my and I, <clears throat> excuse me and I'm worried because my, I feel like, well, fuck, my message is lost in my passion. So I'm not going to say anything because what's the point? And it really f- fucked with me. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. It really fucked with me heavy because I have, you know, as a 33-year-old woman, I've spent much of my adult life and, and formative years really trying to, like, reel that part of me in and make sure that, it's not something that is like a distraction and I have my own demons about it because I feel like being emotional, especially in times when you're like trying to make your point and you're trying to like hold your ground with others is like a sign of weakness because that's how it was portrayed to me and that's how I was made to feel when I was young. And I thought, and I, and I guess I have, I'm going to give myself some credit. I have for the most part gotten better at it. Like I don't fall apart at the drop of a dime or anything like that. And I do express myself clearly and eloquently when I need to. But it just let me know that like, damn, like as much progress as I have made with myself, I also still have very much can like be reverted back to like that like nine-year-old girl who is being laughed at or being like told that, you're you're too you're too sensitive and it's like a joke and um yeah like I, I don't know like I think sometimes we as individuals have to try to sometimes we got to sit there and, and marinate and stew on like our triggers and why that is the, the case and 
this was coming from like people who love me, who want nothing but the best for me, who were, you know, saying that it was out of genuine concern, but I also like was still very pissed off. And also too, because I felt like the things that I was expressing all this emotional investment and passion about were things that like are okay to be emotional and passionate about because they're topics that are directly slash indirectly impacting me and people I care about. So that was also another part, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I'm like, fuck, like you think that like you get older and you kind of like start to put to bed some of these triggers that you might have, but then something comes up or a conversation goes away. Sweeped into that. I, I truly feel like swept. Sorry. It's Thank okay. you. I felt like you, because somebody else said it and I agreed with it, I became a part of, I became a part of it, which wasn't fair, but I, I understand how you felt. But I also, I also thought it was weird because I've always told you to embrace who you are. Like, if you're going to cry when you're angry, that's who you are. I'm not going to make fun of it. Like, it is what it is. So for mm-hmm. you to kind of say, like, you know. Y'all saying I'm too emotional or whatever, and it's just like I've never had a problem with your with you being emotional. That's just who you are. Yeah, but I think so to an extent you did get swept into it, but I think my frustration with you had to do with the fact that like to me, and I'll preface myself by saying that, in previous conversations when you talked about my like social media consumption, it never it was never really conveyed to me. I never really heard or received from you that you were saying that out of concern or worry about like how it's impacting my anxiety or my emotional state or well-being it was more so like you it's a distraction it takes away from family time or our time or you're more invested in like just that just in perusing social media than what's going on in front of you not necessarily like concern so that was when that was expressed and you were like yeah me too i was kind of like frustrated with you in the sense of like I'm like I felt like that was something that you never really communicated to me and then to your point like yes you have always said if you're emotional there's nothing wrong with being emotional be emotional but at the same time I think the part that still had me at the time really upset was like yeah you're saying it's okay for me to be emotional but you're still kind of saying at least in that particular situation you're still kind of saying like you're you're letting something get the best of you or you're letting something impact you or like there's something wrong with the level of emotion that I am expressing. So like even though I you're like, it's the, okay, you're, well, you're all, it was also like, but it's still... The wrong part is that because you're so... Because it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like you're internalizing it, but now you're deflecting those same feelings. So that's that's when it becomes scary because it's like you're seeing it and you're getting frustrated and you're like you're you're upset with what you're taking in. And I liken it to like Tatum. If Tatum watches a video on her iPad and it's something that's tr- that she doesn't like or she starts whining or crying about it, what do you do? You take it away. You, you don't let her see that same video no more. Yes. So if we can do that for a child, why can't we do that for an adult? Like, why can't we use those same things? Because those things that are triggering you and are getting you so upset, if we remove it, it won't make you upset no more. So I also felt like that that to that point, like that is a thing of like, am I 
being am I not being trusted to tailor my intake to make sure that I'm not doing that because I agree when like George Floyd and everything first happened I you know everything was you know happening so fast they were taking it all in so many images and things like that even though I, I have never seen the video of him being murdered I never will see it I will avoid it at all costs but just even the surrounding footage and, and, and stuff about that, I got very, very emotional one day and I got very caught up and I, I had a moment in the house and I was worried for myself and worried for TJ and just in general, like the state of our world, because there's just so much going on. And, you know, I, I, I realized that was that was definitely a wake up call for me and saying like we have to scale it back, which I feel like I have. And I, I don't feel like since then I've had as visceral of a response to anything. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was a thing of like I was talking to people who are not often very emotional in the sense of like they see something or they hear something or they read about something and they get swept up in it. Maybe things are more like it has to be more personal and and direct in its impact for that to happen. So it's kind of like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with how you all respond to things and there's nothing wrong with how I respond to things. And that was kind of where my I think frustration came in because also too, like I felt like people that know me well didn't aren't are not acting like they know me well or not act or not or like I just you know I internalized and I, I interpreted the, this conversation in so many different ways and you know my feelings were hurt and I was angry and I was angry at myself because I'm like I, I was shit I was angry that like I even let myself be out of character, out of source, because I was so like frustrated. Because that's the thing too is like more than anything, I'll say this and to land the plane, I was more frustrated at the fact that I felt like everything else I had said leading up into that point went out the window. Like nothing I said clicked, resonated. Was like, yeah, you made a good point. Yes, I agree with this. No, I don't agree with that. It was just like it felt like the conversation ended on everything I said was wrapped was summed up or into Danny's just being too sensitive. And that was what that's, really sent me up a wall. That's wall. how you felt. That is how I felt, and that's and, 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 and that's. And, what, and, but I had to and examine that. Danger- no, I get that, but but that can be dangerous because no one said that. It was yes, yeah, no, it was but, not. Explicitly but that was your said. interpretation of it. Yeah, and, and which so, is why it's your trigger. And in a lot of ways, because I had to sit there and really process, like, why is this bothering me so much? Why is it that like that? And you know, a friend of mine said, like intent versus impact is a is a is a real thing and i don't think that either of you intended to to make me feel that way but the impact of what was said or not said left me feeling that way and i really feel like it's important that we as like individuals examine our triggers because i'm still like it's still something i'm working on and like being called and like sensitivity is seen as weakness and sensitivity is seen as as something to be laughed at or mocked or you know, by a lot of people, it's 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 seen as weak, and I hate feeling or thinking that I'm coming across as weak because I am not a I'm not a, a uber confrontational person. I'm not a, an argumentative person by nature, even though the show's called Lovers Quarrel. But it's the part about like something that's so like very much to my core, a part of who I am. No matter how much I try to like smother it. It all, it's still really hard and it still feels like it's a uh uh an Achilles uh heel of, of sorts for me. Like somebody calls me overly sensitive, then I get 
I get worked up and I get riled up and I have to, I'm trying, like I'm, I'm, I'm much better at accepting and owning it, my sensitivity and like being okay with it. But at the same time, especially if it's people that are closest to me, but like, especially at the same time, but if that's said, it makes me like so angry and it just makes me want to shut down. It's like, okay, well then I won't say shit. Yeah, but you should never shut down. We like, shouldn't, but that's why it's like. No, I get that. I'm, I'm just, but I'm saying we're talking through it, and my thing is that it's you know, um, because once you shut down, now, now, I don't know how to explain it. Like I know what I want to say, but I don't know. It's not coming out the way that I wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. Like because once you shut down, now, now you're you're not being engaging. You're mm-hmm. not you're not there anymore, and it's kind of like. You may still have valid points, but I also think that we felt like we're family, so we can we can be honest and Absolutely. not have to like, you know. But again, knowing is is is, is important, and you know maybe maybe the way we stated it could could be different. Or I mean, it, it was a, it was a very heated conversation in general, and so I mean, I th- yeah. and so I think that I mean I I know these are there are other factors that play a part in that, but yeah. As much as I, I, I was even a little, maybe a little disappointed in myself. Like even like as as much progress as I thought I've I, I have made in my lifetime to get a, a a handle on my sensitivity and and keeping a good poker face and everything else. It was like it felt like some of that went right out the window when it seemed like, and, and I it just felt like I wasn't heard. But I, you know, and I just felt like. Yeah, I just felt like no one was being I wasn't heard. And my my emotional state was the reason why my logic and my argument and my points weren't being received. And that is something that I'm continuing to work on. I'm just kind of trying to understand and because I know what I was saying was valid. I know what I was saying was I was making solid points. So anything else is not anything else is just like it was just frustrating and so that's that's really what it is and i you know i appreciate even just having the platform to even talk through it a little bit more and i hope that you know we all kind of take time to like examine our triggers and and figure out like where they they stem from because that's a you know a real soft spot or sensitive spot for me and ironically or whatever and i can't promise that i'm going to be 100% 100% like able to deal with it the next time it comes up but it also is good to know that like even now when somebody calls me overly sensitive or too emotionally invested or everyone to frame it that I'm gonna be like tight yeah well I mean uh, you knowing what triggers you can help you can help you overcome it if that makes sense like yeah I mean, again, someone may say that you're sensitive, but if you know that you're not being sensitive, don't don't be. You could say I'm not being sensitive, or you know, like it shouldn't be that because somebody said something that now it's gonna ruin your your whole day, it's gonna ruin your whole night, it's gonna ruin days, you know, and that even that is dangerous, like to me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. I'm glad we're able to talk about it, and it's something that you know, again, I would be more mindful of. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and I, and I words pre- mean things. They do, and I, I appreciate you always telling me that it's okay to be emotional. I, I think the other part I'm, I'm working toward or need sometimes more is just like understanding that like 
too maybe too emotional is relative because you know i don't yeah it's it's just relative but that's why you know i honestly that's why i try to do my very best to to keep my composure and when i'm talking about things or to be as like even keeled when i'm approaching a, a subject because i can feel strongly about things and still express myself well but yeah, I, you know, and triggers are just that. Like sometimes they don't always make sense, or maybe it's more in you know, the the your head than it is in the rest of the people's um, minds. You know, but it's hard not sometimes when those things happen to not let them live rent free in your head. And I realize like that's something I have to work on now. I still meant every word that I said um, when we had that conversation, and I still am like I don't I disagree about my social media intake as far as like so if that's the case and nothing else should matter like people are always going to have opinion people are always going to have thoughts but if it if if you don't believe in it or whatever and and i mean i guess sometimes that can be dangerous rhetoric but if you don't feel like you have a problem if you feel comfortable if you feel like it's not affecting then allows people to have their opinion and you continue but once you take on what someone believes and now it's got you questioning how you move and, you know, or, or you're afraid of showing any emotions because people are going to bring something that triggers you. Like then we get into these dark spaces. So we, so, mm. you, so we have to change it and you have to empower it. Like, you know, that when you get angry, you cry. That doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, and even if someone try, tries, tries to utilize that to be like, see, there go her being weak or whatever. Like, you know that you're not weak. So, I do know that, but it's, and I'm working on it. That's that's all I can say. I, I'm, and also it sometimes it matters like who's saying it. Like it's it's the people that I'm uh, I am closest with, and so that's why I think it's that much harder sometimes to just like walk away or to not feel a way about it. So you know, I'm true cancer form. I got to retreat into my shell, and I, sometimes I need a minute or a day and a half. Um, and, you know, the silver lining is that these moments are, I would say, pretty few and far between when I really get like that into such a like long-ish funk. But it's just, you know, it's all the more reason why I had to really process like, why is this so, still such a trigger for me? Why is this like this, these few words about my sensitivity or my emotions a, a problem for me still? And... Maybe it has more to do with me than it does with you or my or my brother in law, but also it's I'm something that I'm still working on trying to accept and being like, you know, best case scenario, it becomes I, I'm if I yeah I might seem emotional or emo- too emotional at times or whatever, but fuck it, and you're gonna have to fucking deal with it, and um okay queen, <laughs> but I'm I'm trying, but. That was definitely the super duper Danny platform right now. So my question to you is, do you have any triggers that maybe make you a little irrational or send you up a wall I, kind of? So I, I I would probably say social media is a trigger for me right now. Um, and I say that because, first off, I'm not on it like super heavy. But when I am on it, I just see the same thing. People posting stuff. To like, I feel like people post up just to say, "Look at me," and and that becomes like, you know, it becomes a lot. Like you know, 
people want to post the stuff that they have or the thing that they purchased or their new, new, whatever. And it's just like, it's a lot. And it's like, are you, are you posting this because you just are so excited about it? Or, or, or are you posting it because you want people to know and you want people to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's really where I'm at. I just feel like social media is, it's there. So like more so like Instagram is there. So people can, you know what I mean? You, they, they can flash mm-hmm. and it, that's what it's become. It's become a lot of just like flashy, flashy, flashy. And that's mm-hmm. overwhelming. It's like, what's real and what's, what's fake. And that's where I'm at. Like I, I've, I've thought about like either doing like a social media fast or mm-hmm. just deleting it. Like what's stopping you? And I have another question. It's not related, but go ahead. Um, I think what's stopping me is that I still want to be able to kind of be informed. Does that make sense? It's it's, it's very weird. Mm -hmm. But these last couple of days, like last couple of weeks, I've just been like, I will say days, but last couple of weeks, I've just been like, do I really need it? You know what I mean? Honestly, I think it's because I'm so used to it. Mm -hmm. It's that's the fear. It's kind of like, yeah, like we had cable. And then when I cut the cord, I was teetering that line for so long because Again, all I knew was using cable or satellite. But when, once I cut the cord, I'm like, oh, sh- this shit is, I'm never going back mm-hmm. to a cable box. Like, I'm never, like, internet TV is the only way I'm going going forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think it's just from, like, doing things that's uncomfortable to get comfortable with uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So my next question for you is, mm-hmm. do you, f- and you may not have an answer right now, but do you have anything that, like, someone can say about, you as a person or an individual or your personality that is triggering like uh, that you feel is like a critical or uh, unfair critique of who you are i mean i kind of talked about it earlier and and it's hard for me because i feel like i built a wall of you can say whatever like people are always going to have opinions i can do everything right and someone's going to be like but that was wrong you know what i mean like so Am I going to harp on trying to make sure that everybody else is happy or do I harp on making sure TJ's happy and then whatever happens, happens. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm kind of at. I don't, I don't think if it's... The things that may be triggering, maybe like if somebody said that like I was a bad father or something that's untrue would be triggering. But then again, I'm also of one mind of... If someone says that, those who know me knows it's not true. So who cares? Like, you know, I mean, it's very weird. I mean, it's never. I guess maybe, maybe you're very comfortable with who you are as a person, as far I mean, as like your personality. I feel like I had to be growing up. You know what I mean? I I, I had to be. I mean, if you know my father, he, he raised us to be like independent, strong, and you know, sure of yourself, and be a leader, and don't follow people and stuff like that. So I I, I have many years of dealing with that aspect so i had to be her all the time i had to and then again i grew up overweight so you know everybody loves to make jokes on fat people that's that's their go-to so i had to i had to start preparing myself so that way you know what i mean like it got to the point when, when we joke i'd be like all right it was kind of like eminem you're gonna say i'm fat that's the only thing you have on me mm-hmm. now what you know what i mean so i feel like those things shaped me to kind of just be so tough sometimes mm-hmm. or, or or more tough than mm-hmm. I have to be and and you know 
Not, I mean, thinking about it, triggering. Sometimes I'm just mean, mm-hmm. and it's a trigger for me, and I don't know why I'm mean or what caused me or, but I, I can be like mean or or short or, mm-hmm. and that can be triggering because sometimes I'm, I'll do it out of nature mm-hmm. and not real like you know what I mean. Again, you get it. You probably get it the most, or my mother gets it the most, and it's like mm-hmm. so that can be frustrating because you know it's like the people who love you the most. You give them the ass to kiss sometimes, or you're mean to them sometimes. So that's triggering to me and okay. trying to learn how to like be better. Or if I do do it, to be able to be man enough to like come to y'all and apologize. Or if something happens, being able to acknowledge and take ownership of it. So I definitely think that, that those are like, I think you're, you're scratching at the surface of something that's that, that like, yeah, there's, there's even maybe a little bit more that's deeper there that you can like explore. Um, and I'll say is like having been with you for now, gosh, like half my life, basically you're not lying about like, yeah, you, you've, you're very much, I think for me, like looking at you and thinking back on that is that, yeah, absolutely. You were raised to be very like strong and very like confident and, you know, to like love who you were good, bad, indifferent and ugly and but i think that like in the earlier stages of our relationship and maybe sometimes maybe and maybe with your relationships with people who aren't who not necessarily were as confident or as like strong-willed or secure that sometimes though it, you would um kind of like lack sympathy for those who weren't as as like you Mm-hmm. And that was not a necessarily obviously like a really desirable trait because even though it's like you're confident and you're okay with yourself and you're like people can't say shit to you that's gonna send you up a wall or or, or upset you or trigger you, but when other people are experiencing it, you know that doesn't make them worse than you. It doesn't make them. And I'm not saying that you ever you've never said that, but it doesn't like sometimes maybe like you would pass judgment. And so, but what I'm what I'm saying though is that I've witnessed your evolution to being a better man and person about kind of like accepting that, like you know, and and sometimes you know not not letting other people's insecurities or triggers or that when they're lacking out uh, having a reaction to something, letting it like fluster or exasperate you. Like you've gotten better at being supportive or steering clear you know because sometimes it's just like you know you got to get let people give them space and grace right um so i do think that that's something that is a good thing and that like people could learn from you um to you know because like you can be self-assured and not be worked up about what people say about you or critique you and also but also still like have empathy and sympathy for people who aren't there yet about their whatever their particular thing is because we all got hang-ups you know and what they look like and how the ways and shapes that they come in vary but they're all there but you know we gotta give people some grace when they're you know dealing with them and I appreciate the fact that over time you've given me more grace when it comes to that um and I will go on record to publicly apologize I did apologize before this y'all but to publicly apologize for being like very very like over TJ last weekend um, because he was kind of 
in the crosshairs more than even my brother because we lived together. So I didn't get to see my brother. So therefore, he exactly. didn't catch the same t- level of smoke. But exactly. and I wasn't even like coming at TJ crazy. I just Gee. wasn't. I wasn't. I just. I just wasn't fucking with you. I wasn't. I had nothing to say to you. And I think that that's sometimes like the worst. Like that's when you, if you ever really, if you want to know me well, when you really know I'm very upset with someone, I don't say anything because as much as I have to say, when I'm not pleased with someone or I'm over some shit, I got mum is the fucking word. So that's it. That's all I got. How do you feel? Yeah, it feels good. I mean, you know, I feel like you uh, forced me to kind of try to figure out. Examine yourself a little bit. Yeah. I think that that's good. I you think... got to hold yourself accountable and you got to be open to being accountable for whatever the situation or issue is, I would say. Yeah. Did you get what I said? Like my kind of my timeline of like your evolution? Does that kind of make sense? In what way? Just saying like, do you agree that like that could have, that was something that was like, you've, you more were more so like that before and now you're less like that now with the like judging others when they're like, in their vulnerable moments because you couldn't identify with that. Yeah. I'm just making sure, like, I said that that was my observation, but, like, do you kind of see where I'm coming from? I can understand where you're coming from. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up. Wrap this shit up. (laughs) Yo, this nigga. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of Lover's Quarrel. We hope to bring it back to you consistently and quality content. We're always trying to be here for you and keep you entertained and happy as you're making your commute to wherever. Um, folks, you know that you can find us on Instagram at Lover's Quarrel Show. You can find us on Twitter at Lover's Quarrel 7. And you can email us your thoughts, questions, concerns, and comments um, at loversquarrelshow at gmail.com. Um, Make sure that you subscribe, like, share, follow, tag. Do all of the things to help support us because we really appreciate it. And even though we do this even just for fun for us, we also love the support and appreciate everybody who's been patient with us and who supported us. Um, That is not lost in us. And we love you guys for that. And thank you. Um, And with that said, this has been yet another episode of Lover's Quarrel. And as always, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but but we we love. love. Bye. Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.